Welcome to Thrive in the Future podcast. Positive solutions to help you thrive, homestead, garden, and designing your intentional life. Okay, welcome back to Thrive in the Future. This week, I have Grant back on. And Grant, I, I like talking with you because you always have some real interesting projects you have planned. You have so many cool projects going on, and your enthusiasm is just contagious. Thank you. I always manage to have something interesting going on. Yeah, so I saw some of your pictures. It looked like you got pigs and you surrounded them in IBC totes. Yes, so I did. I, did. <laughs> I can uh, send you a picture of the pigs in the totes. Sure. I like it. It was kind of last minute because I had gotten paid in pigs sometime last year. Oh, really? Uh, you bartered for them? Yeah, I ended up trading two like 20 pound little guys for uh, uh 270 pound pigs. Uh, this guy, he didn't want, he didn't want them. He wanted some smaller, some smaller pigs. And so we did an even trade. Hey, you're just wheeling and dealing everywhere. And then we butchered those two out and then got the meat. We filled, we filled up like a whole half chest freezer full of the pigs. Wow. And then I rendered all the, the fat down into lard. I think I did okay. Well, rendering the lard for my first time. So I had seven, and I have five. And two of them are Ocibel. They're a native to an island off the coast of Georgia. The mm-hmm. Spanish bought them over in, like, 1527, and they just let them go. So they have naturalized there, and they're a heritage breed. Wow. And uh, then the other two are Coonies and then Juliana Mixes. Mm-hmm. And so I've got all these totes. I put these totes in a square, and then I just kind of put them all – in it, can I got two of them from a, a girl in class because we ended up buying them from the same guy, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. So I got two from her because the city got called from them for having them within the city limits. <laughs> so I came and got those for free, and then the guy, the ones I worked for. So I have seven. Now you have five. seven pigs. <laughs> five. I might have more because I think, as I never separated them, so I think two of them are pregnant. <laughs> which you know look at the bright side i can always put it on craigslist and then get rid of the piglets when they're eight, old enough yeah and then their mothers <laughs> later because <laughs> i i don't need them all i've been trying to get rid of them but i have just procrastinated putting them on craigslist <laughs> how long do pigs just ate for i have no clue i was out there today feeding them and i'm looking and i'm like huh you look a bit wider than you should I don't know if she's been if they just been eating more food or or what. Uh-huh. We're gonna. I'm probably gonna take more of the totes and then build another another pen for the males to go into. Sure. Yeah, that's funny. You just have <laughs> you have an empire of IBC totes, and then they're like seventy five dollars to hundred dollars for you know not that great of totes over here. So yeah but and you're like rich in totes yeah i, I think i have maybe four thousand dollars i have 47 that i haven't cut cut yet 47 yeah <laughs> um so if i were to, let me do the quick math on that to get like the square footage of the garden i like how much garden space i could have if i were to cut them all in half right it'd be about 1200 square feet <laughs> like like 1200 like that's like that'd be the surface areas yeah 1200 so where are you getting your soil to fill them up with? There is a landscape supply company like five minutes away from the house. Mm-hmm. And that's where I go to get them 
I originally had went and gotten it from the lake when they dredge it up, but it's poor, sandy, acidic soil. And I didn't realize that until a bit ago. And then I was just getting bags of miracle Grow. Mm-hmm. And then I realized there's got to be a better way to fill these up. <laughs> so that's what sure. I did for like the first eight. It breaks down perfectly over after like a year. Mm-hmm. It really breaks down to be really good mix and texture. So are you still going to move out to your grandma's land this year? Yeah, maybe. So they're actually meeting with the lawyers tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And if things go good, papers are getting signed tomorrow. Hmm. So my great grandmother's 175 year old home place that a, I forgot the famous uh, Georgia gangster, but he, he had been in the house. Pretty boy Floyd. You know who oh, that is? really? That one? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, he's from Adairsville. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's like, yeah, he, uh, he's super pretty. Famous. Yeah. Uh, pretty boy Floyd, American bank robber. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from that area. He has been in the house. I think he has stayed in the house um, before my grandmother had owned it. Mm-hmm. And so we're looking to get that and maybe 17 acres along with it. And then across the street is, I think, 17 more acres. And then it, that 17 acres that the house is on connects up to my grandmother's 9.95. It's really good. If we can get it and things go smoothly, there are some road bumps that we could hit when it comes to uh, how the land would be divided up. Mm-hmm. And there are some family members still attached to it that would have to, that, that have a share, that have a right to get some. We're hoping they just take their portion of when it sells instead of trying to take the land and then resell it to somebody else. That's interesting. So are you going to have it to is. move all of those uh, IBC totes up there? Every single one of them. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm fixed to actually put down six more. So I'm going to put down six more totes. And then, but yes, we would have to move them, which we would probably have to rent a long bed, tra- like a 24-foot trailer, load them up, and then someone's driving that trailer and that truck and then someone's in the other one with the tractor so we can unload them when we get there it's going to be interesting yeah because you're going to have them all full of soil and probably have some plants in them (laughs) yes uh about half of them will have plants in them so it's going to be interesting how's that even going to work so we would get them loaded up on the trailer and then i would go and probably just tarp each plant so i have a lot of i have like onions i've got i planted about two thousand bulbs this past like within this past month uh daffodils tulips um alums pretty much any anything like amaryllis stuff like that and uh paper whites nars coming up yet the paper whites are coming up about 165 put like 120 140 in each bed i got did two beds and they are just I'll send you a picture of that too. Um, (laughs) It's crazy. It's it's so it's so beautiful. They smell horrendous. Horrendous. They smell they smell awful. Why? I don't know. They just smell like old old people in a nursing (laughs) home. Smell like old people in a nursing home. Oh my goodness. Okay. Have you ever uh, smelled pawpaw flowers? No, I have not. Pawpaw trees. No, I have never seen one. So they look like. And they smell like dead meat or, you know, like rotten meat. Is that how they get pollinated? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they don't get pollinated by bees. They get pollinated by these flies and, uh, and yeah, and they just, they, they look like rotten meat on the branch and that's how they get pollinated. That is so cool. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Like I have, I have some native uh, plants. It's called little brown jug. It is a wild garlic, and it puts out these little bitty flowers that look like, again, like little pieces of meat, and they are pollinated by beetles on the ground. Oh, wow. That's pretty neat. Yeah, so what new stuff or what's going to be your cornerstone crop this year? Cucumbers. I think it's probably going to be cucumbers again. I have that that trellis in the middle, and I just think that's going to be my big thing. I have planted bulbs. I've planted 2,000 bulbs, 600 daffodils, 300 tulips, probably another 100 tulips, 300 paper whites, about 60 amaryllis, um, and several other that I just honestly stopped counting. So what are you going to do with all those? Are you going to put them in pots and sell them? or So the the so I planted, let's see, um, 50 times six so i planted half the daffodils i've already gotten sold i've done up a trade with someone i know to brew some stuff for me Mm -hmm. and we're going to do an equal swap with that about 40 quarts of what i want for the all the flowers sure and then uh, i've been doing tiktok a lot i've been i've gotten almost three thousand followers just posting what i'm doing every day wow Um, it's it's crazy and so I just got the flowers because I could really, there was nothing stopping me. There was no reason to not do it. I had the cash in my pocket burning a hole. So there's this one nursery. It's the barn nursery in Chattanooga and I'll go and they had all these amaryllis on sale. Uh, they were $17 in these little kits. They were on clearance for five. And I asked, I was thinking a number in my head. If, if he, if he goes and gives me that number for all of them, I'll do it. And he did. It was three dollars a piece instead of five. <laughs> wow. When they were when they were seventeen, right? So I'm not complaining. Sure. And then there was a crate of paper whites next to it, and there were two hundred and sixty four paper whites in that crate. I counted them out by hand. Wow. Uh, but we didn't count them in the store. I counted them when I got home. They were two dollars normally. They were uh-huh. all on clearance for a dollar twenty nine. I ended up paying 11 cents a piece. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So then I just, I was like, I got to do it. Because before then in December, I had bought the display section at a tractor supply. Mm-hmm. I got the shelf and everything. And then those you were just, the depth. You <laughs> took the shelves too? I got the shelves they came in on and everything. 800 daffodils and 300 tulips in that. And then I did it at the bar, at the bar nursery. And then I did it again at that nursery uh, a different time. (laughs) And then I said, and then I left my number and said, look, when y'all spring bulbs go on sale, you give me a call. I'll come pick them all up. uh, (laughs) If you give me the price I want for them. (laughs) So you're going to put them on Craigslist then, or what are you going to do? So, well, the reason I kind of really went into it is me and you had talked about planting them around fruit trees. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. And I really, really kind of like, well, okay, I'll, I'll get him for that. And then, you know. So are they perennial? Will they come back every year? Yeah. 
everything I everything I have gotten is a perennial. Uh-huh. Um, they'll come back every year. It tended to every couple years, you might want to dig them up, separate them, you know, mm-hmm. replant them, fertilize them in good. Sure. But yeah, the amaryllis will come up. The amaryllis will probably uh, multiply. They'll probably put up a new shoot every year too. And I can, I'll send you some pictures of all of this stuff. Okay. So you can overlay it. But right. I got one, I got an amaryllis from my grandmother, maybe two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's went from that one bulb to now six bulbs. Mm-hmm. And the main bulb is maybe six inches wide. It's fat. It's huge. It's bigger than all of her. It's bigger than hers. And she's mad and she wants to come dig it up because it's doing better than hers. <laughs> it is. And so I realized these aren't going to go anywhere. So I had potted the daffodils in pots, nursery mm-hmm. pots. I put six bulbs in each pot and I potted them all in a raised bed and then i just filled them in with dirt i do have a tiktok on that you got everything coming out down there in uh georgia yet or is it still too cold no everything is coming out and it's too early all the narcissists are coming up Mm -hmm. the all the bradford pears are in full bloom Um, my crab apple trees are starting to bloom my blueberries have already flowered and the flowers have already fallen off of them Uh uh-oh that's pretty early it is very early. Uh, so when uh, if we get another frost, I have my old greenhouse plastic out there so I can cover it up with the greenhouse. Sure. And they like put some Christmas lights around them, just something so it doesn't get below freezing so they don't get burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah my, my asparagus is shooting up like crazy. Really? I've got three or four stalks on each one of my asparagus. Huh. Yeah, and, you better hope there's not a. Ross, when's yeah, your last if, when's your last normal uh freeze? Our last predicted freeze for this year is April eleventh. Really? Yes. You've got flowered and fruited trees already, and it's yeah, <laughs> the 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 blooms are just now starting to fall off my blueberries. It's wow. it's ridiculous, it's crazy. Yeah, you um, that's 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 really that's really it's, weird. It is because it's scary because I could lose those, you know, sure five year old blueberries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had uh, in 2020 and 2021, our, our last frost is April 20th. And in 2020 and 2021, we had a frost in May, like the 9th of May. And it just tore everything up. So, yeah. I mean, if it the pawpaws that I, were, I was talking about, both those years, the pawpaws, the pawpaw flowers uh, froze off. And so wow. there was virtually no pawpaws those two years and then the um um i i put tomatoes out the first week of may and then those got blasted and so i had to start over <laughs> so yeah it was it was rough last year was normal but the two years before that were not normal yeah it's you really just got to go with the flow and try to prepare as much as you can right the hard part like i know we we talk about you know a quote unquote collapse at some point. Like if the weather channel ever just goes down, we're we're kind of screwed a little bit. Because <laughs> because our the future forecast we have to see what's coming in the next week, the next three weeks will be would just be gone. Yeah. But at yeah. the same time we wouldn't have them blowing everything out of proportion you know, all the time either. So <laughs> I'm gonna plant a lot of kale this year. Um I like planting the 
the black seeded Simpson lettuce, which is the cut and come again lettuce. So it just keeps coming up. You just keep cutting it. It never forms a head. It just makes little baby leaf lettuce. Well, that's cool. So yeah, I, I have a lot of that. Um, I've got milpa, which is a mix of 40 seeds. Milpa's got like 40 seeds with with popcorn and cow peas and squash and buckwheat and all this other stuff. So it comes up, it has crops all the way through the summertime and with dry beans, the cow peas and the dry beans, and then mulch that'll cover it for the next winter. I got a lot of intense companion planting right there, isn't it? No, you just, it's all mixed together and you just throw it out. And then if you plant it early, then you'll get a bed that's most primarily greens and buckwheat. And then if you plant it a little bit later, then it'll be mostly squash and cucumbers. And then it'll oh, have okay. other stuff come up. It'll have, oh, it's got okra in it. It's got, it's got popcorn in it. So do you just kind of randomly just cast that into yep. a specific part? That is yeah. very, very random and unplanned. And I like that. Right. So what you cast it, it everywhere. I'll, I'll send you the link. It's called yeah, Milpa, that. M-I-L-P-A. It's supposed to be based on the three sisters, right? So yeah. squash, beans, and corn, but then they add in all kinds of other stuff. And then it it's a cover crop. It gives you different things every month. You'll have okra in there too. You have cucumbers that are running along the ground. Because you and can then, do like a like a 50 by 50 patch and every week just go down, walk down a row of it right? and just throw it. And then every, like you do that every week for maybe three months and then you'll have a whole bunch of different stuff. Like if you start in February, yep. February, March, April, that's, that sounds really, really fun. You get these big squash, big pumpkins and everything else. And then it'll end with dry beans that you could take and, and uh, harvest and then, save and then it has enough slash that you could just make it and drop it and then it'll have mulch that covers everything for the next year you don't really plant it in rows you just throw it and then you put yeah. some i put a little bit of wood chips on the top of it just to keep the critters from coming and eat the squash seeds and then i just let it go to town really for me i could use that to transform garden so right. when i'm we're going to be moving to this new homestead hopefully this mm-hmm. year we're gonna have i'm gonna have a whole lot of work to do we're gonna probably get there around the end of summer so there's nothing really much to do to plant but we can yeah. start taking out trees you know getting everything ready prepping the ground mm-hmm. but i could do that my first year i can go ahead because i'm gonna i'm gonna put up three uh, tunnel houses immediately three grow houses um farmer's friend tunnel houses immediately sure. and then i'm going to but i can have all my ground plots I can find a good place for my ground plots and then I can go ahead and have that fenced off station how I want it and then do that one year and then do that. But when it's done, don't harvest anything, you know, maybe depending on how well it does, just leave it, you know, put uh, an, put like an inch of dirt on top of it and then an inch of mulch on top of it and just let it do its thing and then let it go crazy. But then let my animals run through it. Let the, let the chickens go through it. Let the pigs go through it. And then just really kind of break all that back down, like the fruits and the like the of everything. Mm-hmm. They'll eat they'll eat the cucumbers, the beans, you know, the pumpkins, okra, everything that goes, they'll just eat it, root it up, you know, kind of munch on it. Runs yeah. the run the chickens through it and they can, you know, have their way with it. Basically yeah. just chop it all down on the ground. That's a lot of nutrients really put back down to boost the soil. 
basically what I did was I went into a part of the pasture, I fenced it off, and then I took a broad fork, turned over the sod, didn't put anything else down, and just threw the seed down and threw some wood chips on top of it. And it ended up coming in just really, really thick. Yeah, but that's what it looks like right there. I absolutely love it. So my big thing this year that I'm going to do to learn in a practice is my companion planting. Mm-hmm. So last year I companion planted, you know, I have my squash in one bed and my squash in the edge of one bed. And then I have my tomatoes and, you know, peppers on the other side of it. Sure. So they're all in the same bed. But what I'm going to do is I've never put done any flowers. I've never done any sacrificial crop. One thing I'm excited to do this year, or at least try, is amaranth. That's one thing mm, I really, yeah. really want to get into. Amaranth. Sunflowers is something I want to get into, but I just don't have the space or the sun for it. Right. Um, I really want to get into melons. I asked my neighbor this evening, actually, at dinner. There, It's called uh, North Georgia Seed Company. They're the only place I buy seeds from. I mm-hmm. only buy seeds from them. They're the first company I bought seeds from when I first started and they were fantastic. Every single seed I put in the ground came up and then I just kept getting them. They're about 45 minutes North of me. Wow. And they're all heirloom seeds. And so I get them. I love them, but they have this, they have this new variety of North Georgia candy roaster Mm -hmm. squash. They grow about maybe eight to 12 inches long. They get maybe five to seven pounds. Wow. But they grow like a pumpkin. I don't have space for that. So I asked my neighbor if I if I were to start these and just put them in your garden, I told him to grow. You can keep everything that comes off them. I just want to see them grow because um, I ordered a bunch of seeds. And she, they said yes. And then uh, I've got this variety of okra that this guy made in Alabama. It's his, I think it's his stable variety. He created it himself. I'm excited to get that done because eventually in 40, 50 years, stays true that will be an heirloom that will be his his created heirloom yeah definitely i have a lot to really do i'm gonna do it differently i'm gonna put basil in my tomatoes i got some nasturtium seeds i've got marigold seeds i'm gonna get into herbs i've i've never grown herbs before i've got some dill um i have mint but that's that's nothing special have you eaten Um, nasturtium flowers before no, I haven't. And that's one thing I want to do is eat nasturtium flowers. Yeah. You take those um, and you pick the flowers and you put them in your salad and yeah. they're like mustardy tasting. That's cool. And they kind of have a little bit of a of a sharp taste to them. They're yeah. really neat. Plus plant them along with your cucumbers. They'll vine up in between your cucumbers. Oh, are they a vining plant? Yeah. Nasturtiums are vining. Okay. I didn't know that. What do I plant under my lattice work? Because I've got my tomatoes on the outside to the left, and mm-hmm. then I have my squash on the outside to the right. <laughs> but I don't know what to put in the middle underneath all the cucumbers and all the things that vine. Yeah, I'd probably plant some greens in there. What I did last year, so the milpa was out last year too. And what I did was I, I got a bunch of seed that was left over from a seed swap. So I just yeah. took everything and I just threw it together in a pot bushel and just mixed it all together and just broadcasted everywhere would beans do okay kind of in the shade like that oh yeah this is a this is a tip that's really good um so pinto beans are bush beans right you know you can get pinto beans real cheap at the store but sometimes they're treated or whatever but if you go to the mexican grocery the carniceria then you can get bulk beans for real cheap 
that are not treated. They had like uh, 10 pounds for like five bucks or something like that. Okay. You could also use some greens like the Black Sea to Simpson lettuce because you're going to get enough shade where it's not going to get blasted by the heat and then go bolting. Yeah. So you might be able to. And then since it's a cut and come again lettuce, it won't form a head. So you secession plant every week you plant a different area or a different bed and then come through and then every week you could come and cut a gallon of lettuce and it's like that real delicate lettuce like the butter bliss lettuce from the store that's my favorite kind of lettuce i don't like the head lettuce as much and i like being able to cut it and then fill up a gallon bag of greens and then next week i come back and i cut another one another thing i really want to try to do this year is to start getting into flowers and spices have you tried growing oregano no yeah so i got some oregano and i grew that and it is so strong you don't have to put very much at all in like spaghetti sauce and Uh it's so strong it's just it's just wonderful but that's one thing i want to try to do is when it comes to eat for the season grow for the season so like when it's fall we're eating squashes and soups mm-hmm. and in the winter we're eating squashes and soups, you know, and still eat like meat and stuff. But then in the summer we're eating fresh cucumbers, fresh tomatoes, fresh fruit, eat with the seasons because that's what they're for. I'm going to go on preventative with like all the flowers. I'm going to have some sacrificial crops. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to do all these things that you should do. I've just never done. I've just so never had the Sacrificial means you have it on the borders and then it draws the bugs over to it rather than yeah. and hopefully off of your yeah plants right yeah what kind of sacrificial ones are you using you know marigolds and things i'm going to plant yeah. some stuff to attract better bugs better pollinators but i'm also going to be more proactive in my garden this year last year i got uh, mexican bean beetles mm. and uh, i didn't do enough to treat that problem so it just became an issue well very good You'll be on the call on the 16th, right? Yes. Okay. So folks, we're having a Thriving Future Community call on March 16th, 8 p.m. Central Time. And Grant and Homestead Padre and I will be on there. We've got a few other people that are joining us. And if you want to join, go to thrivingthefuture.com slash events and sign up and it'll send you the Zoom link. So Grant, thanks for being on tonight. Oh, you're welcome. People like to hear about it. It gives them ideas and gets people dreaming. It's come share your dreams and your plans for your homestead and garden in 2023. Thank you for listening to Thriving the Future podcast. Like us and follow us on your favorite podcast app. And leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes. That helps drive the algorithm and pushes Thrive in the Future up in the search results. Thank you. Next time on Thrive in the Future podcast. In the upcoming weeks for Thrive in the Future podcast, these are the topics we're going to be talking about. Perpin is on as we talk about how to breed a land race chicken. How do you adapt it for your land and your climate? Or we'll talk to Perpin about what his tweet meant, so long and thanks for all the fish. That's coming up on Thrive in the Future podcast.